welcome to another inspirational message from Pastor Noob. For more information and great content, jump over to our website at elamchurchchristchurchcity.org. We hope you enjoy this message. So I'm so excited about this new series uh, called Fingerprints. Uh, Fingerprints, um, as that gentleman just said, is all about uh, our unique identity. Uh, every single one of us has a unique fingerprint uh, and uh, cannot be matched. And, and uh, also, fingerprints are those things that we leave behind, uh, especially on glass windows and doors. Amen. And, and, so, um, but, uh, and so over the next few weeks, we just want to revisit uh, the vision of our church. Uh, I, I believe it's a powerful, powerful vision. Um, and so I've kind of titled this morning's message, Kingdom Connection, Kingdom Connection. If you're taking notes, if you're not, uh, that's all right. God will forgive you for that. Uh, and so, uh, uh, so our vision statement says this. It says, uh, connect to God and worship uh, together with church community and to people who are far away from God. Equipped by the Holy Spirit and the Word of God so that by faith we can use our gifts, talents, and resources to be great ambassadors of Jesus Christ. And number three, uh, influence our communities, our city, our nation, and the nations of the world, believing that there is hope for all in the transforming power of God's love. And so simply put, connect, equip, and influence. Uh, by the way, I believe this is the process of discipleship, that you start at the place of connection and then you move into a place of equipping before you are able to influence. Amen, somebody. And, uh, and so uh, this, this vision statement was really a lengthy process that uh, a number of our elders or their eldership or oversight uh, at the time, a number of years ago, um, wrestled with. Uh, we would spend weekends trying to figure out what is Elam, who, are, who is Elam, and what are we going to be in the city. Uh, we know that there are a number of great churches out there. We're not the only one, and we don't uh, think that we're the only one. There are a number of uh, uh, Christ-centered, Bible-preaching, uh, uh, Bible-teaching, Holy Spirit-filled churches out there. We're just one of a number of them, and uh, great churches that, and whose pastors uh, that I've come to know over the years. Uh, but we also realize that there is a significant identity that we have that's kind of unique from every other church in the, in the city. And so we need to claim that identity and need to embrace it in order to fulfill uh, the fullness of what God has for us. Amen, someone. And, 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 um, and so I want to take you to uh, John 15. This is our base kind of verse that we're going to kind of play around to, with today. Um, it says this. I am the vine, and you, and uh, my. I am the true vine. Sorry, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, uh, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself; it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, uh, you are like a branch that has been thrown away and withers. 
Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. There's this picture here in John um, that uh, describes the importance of being connected. It describes the, the, the base of being fruitful in life. Uh, how many want to be fruitful or successful in life? Give me a quick wave. Uh, I think we all do to some degree. I don't think there's anybody here who just wants to be a, a, a blob on a log and, and just fill in time until Jesus returns. I, I think we are all kind of wired in such a way that we want to see our lives actually make a difference. Um, but there is one key to your life actually being fruitful, according to John. And he says, you've got to be connected to the vine. You've got to stay connected. Apart from me, you will be unfruitful. But if you stay connected to me, you will be fruitful. It's almost as if John is saying it's a guarantee. Amen, somebody. Uh, uh, Romans 11, it says this. It says, if some of the branches have been broken off and you, though uh, a wild olive shoot, have been grafted in among the others and now share in the nourishing sap of the olive root, uh, do not consider yourself to be superior to those of, uh, uh, of those other branches. If you do consider this, you do not support the root, but the root supports you. You will say then, branches were broken off so that I could be grafted in. Granted, but they were not broken off because of unbelief, and you stand by faith. Do not be arrogant, but tremble. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. This, this picture uh, um, paints something else. It, it paints a grafting in. There's a central uh, plant, and then God says uh, that there is a grafting in. A grafting means that their branches that are not part of the original plant have been added to. And, and, and uh, you can go on YouTube and see how they do it. Very, very fascinating uh, process. And the key for that is so that, that that branch that's been connected to the central plant uh, will receive the nutrients from that primary plant. Does that make sense? It receives all the benefits all from the roots. It receives all the nutrients. And because it's connected to, in the same way, when we stay connected, to the primary source, we become fruitful, we become uh, um, strong, we become resilient. Amen, somebody. Uh, this is what it means to be kingdom connected. Uh, you know, when you read scripture, one thing you will find out is that Jesus uh, talked more about the kingdom of God than any other topic in, in, uh, 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 in the Bible. He was more concerned about helping people understand the kingdom of God. Matthew 6, 33 says, seek first the what? You guys are getting there. That's great. We're all on the same page. Uh, seek first the kingdom and its righteousness and all else will be added to you as well. So there's this thing about the kingdom that is important for us to understand. So today we just acknowledge the queen. The queen, is, uh, the queen of the commonwealth, we have been grafted in, in a, in a way. 
to that which is not of this land. We have been grafted in, some would use the term colonized, which is also an accurate term because here's what colonization, uh, colonization actually uh, depicts. Uh, and this is going to be graphic for those who have had breakfast this morning. Uh, the colon in the body connects the mouth to the other part in the body. Oh, well, they shall remain nameless. And, and the idea is that there is a connection between the two. Uh, colonization simply means that we adopt the culture and the principles and the values of a foreign entity. That's what it means to be colonized. Uh, in the Caribbean, when the, uh, when the, when the crown uh, colonized the Caribbean, uh, its citizens adopted the, uh, all, the, all the, the uh, cultures and practices of the, uh, of the colonizing, colonizing uh, nation. So in the heat of the day, they'll be walking around in three-piece suits because that's just what everybody did way back in the colonized nation, in the colonizing nation. Does this make sense? When you look at your currency, you can see that on one side, it tells you the value of the currency. On the other side, it tells you where the, colon, the, the currency is from. Now we've got to figure out, now that we've changed uh, the monarch from a, from a queen to a king, does that devalue our notes? Somebody help me. I'm hoping not. You know, anyway, uh, it's a good, good time to get into gold. I don't know. I don't know. I shouldn't give uh, financial advice from up here. Uh, anyway, and it's, <laughs> what am I saying? We are connected to a kingdom. Is anybody hearing this? But the kingdom is not of this world. There you go. Bit of Star Trek for you. We are, we are not of this world. The kingdom is a heavenly divine kingdom. And it has a language, it has a culture, it actually has currency in this particular kingdom. And our goal on earth is to connect ourselves to that kingdom. And how do we do that? Well, Jesus laid it out for us. He said this in, in one particular uh, uh, passage. He says, righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost, that's the kingdom of God. What does the kingdom of God look like? Well, it's righteousness. It's peace and it's joy. So, so if you are in a place and there's no righteousness, which I interpret that to mean holiness and purity and, and uh, justice because of the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, if there is no peace in that place, if there is no joy in that place, well, then you can conclude that that is not part of the kingdom of God. Amen, somebody. No matter how hard they try, uh, um, the kingdom of God should always uh, uh, have these three principles in place, faith, hope, and love. And the Bible says of the greatest of these is love. So there should be this, this, this foundation, there should be this, this platform of love by which everything else is built upon. That's kingdom. That's what it means to be part of the kingdom of God. You should feel love. And, and I love that we as a church, and we're not the only church, but as a church, we are a reflection of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God dwells within. Is anybody hearing this this morning? So it's not a, it's not a destination. It's not a, it's not a place. It, it, it's a person. It's within us. 
Uh, we, we carry the presence of God, therefore we carry the kingdom of God within us. You, you, we can figure out uh, uh, where a person is from if we just uh, spend a little bit of time with them. Last night, I was playing tempin bowling with some lads uh, from the church. I just want to say that, that I got over, uh, I, I'm the only one that got over 100. Amen. I, I didn't win, but I got over 100. There you go. And anyway, uh, on the uh, lane next to us were, were these uh, people uh, from the Philippines. And I recognized them straight away. And of course, you guys know I love uh, the Philippines. It's a, a, a real hard uh, um, connection I have with the Philippines, with Pastor Eager, Pastor Beth. And, and so when I saw them, I, I made a beeline for them. You know, in the middle of the game, I wanted to talk to them. I was like, where are you from? Where, what part of the Philippines are you from? I've been there five times. That's all I really wanted to say. I've been there five times. I love the food. I love the people. And, and, uh, and afterward, one of the guys shook my hand. And I said, oh, man, this is great. This feels just like home. Amen. And so there was a connection. But it's a kingdom thing. You, you connect in your spirit. Is anybody hearing this this morning? And, and so... Kingdom connection is so key for our Christian journey. You can try and do Christianity without being connected, but John tells you that if you're not connected, if you're not connected to the vine, you will bear no fruit. And if you read on in Romans, it actually says that every fruitless branch is cut off and thrown away. I mean, that's a graphic picture of what it means to be idle and to be uh, uh, fruitless. There is something important about being connected. And I know I'm speaking to the already saved and the already uh, converted, but, but, but I need to remind us all of the importance of staying connected because there is such a thing as the drift where we, get, we drift away from being connected. We start uh, filling our lives with all sorts of other things and, and everything else begins to take priority. Oh, there's, a, there, there, there's an all-black game, but it's at three o'clock, so I'm going to watch the game and then sleep in so I don't have to be at church and, and you know, I, I, I don't have to go as often to church or I don't have to get, give in the offering, you know, the tithe. You know, I heard this this week, you know, the tithe is Old Testament, God's into the New Testament. Well, if you read the New Testament, and he says, give everything, sell it, you know, give it away and you follow me. That's what he says. But you, you, yeah, uh, um, but that's another conversation for another time. Uh, um, but there is something about us being connected that is so key to the Christian world. But the tragic thing is this. I've got five minutes left to preach a 35-minute message. Should we just hang around for another 35 minutes? You can give me another the tragic thing is this, we try our very best to be disconnected, thinking that we can still be fruitful. Why do I say that? It's because society has kind of infiltrated into kingdom culture and, and started, to, started to present messages of independence and and autonomy and, and isolation. I, I can be fruitful at home. I, I, can be, I can be fruitful on my own. No, God never designed you to be on your own. That, 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 that's, that's why there's this desire for and need 
in the human heart, whether you agree with this or not, for relationship. I mean, we all desire relationship at, di at different levels, a in, a, in, a, in a romantic way, but also in a, in a, in a brotherly way, in a, a, in a agape way. We, we, there's so many uh, different levels of, of intimacy that, we, that the heart yearns for. Does that make sense? And, and we're kind of incomplete until those things are present in our lives. But, but I see so many trying, oh, you know, it's just me and God. You know, that's the classic, you know, I hear, oh, I, got, I don't need the church, it's just me and God. Huh, you and God, okay. Uh, where about is that in Scripture? You know, just you and God. Uh, no, when you read the New Testament, it was all about the church. Jesus said, come follow me. What was he saying when he was saying that? He was saying, come into a relationship with me and journey with me, walk with me. Then he's, he would invite others into that same, same space and he would say, come and follow me. You know, the process of discipleship according to a Jewish uh, practice was that a rabbi and his disciples would just do life together. And it would be like an ongoing conversation. There was no 10-week program. There's no 10-week there's no course and then you're done, you've, you've graduated. It was just an ongoing conversation. When you read the New Testament, when you read Scripture, you see many times Jesus had to repeat some of the same teachings. He said, oh, Jesus, you said this back there. What were you actually meaning? Oh, how long do I have to be with you guys? You know, when are you going to get it? You know, in this frustration, but... There was this connection that he had formed with his disciples to the point that when Jesus left, ascended, went to be with the Father, the church didn't deteriorate, it didn't disintegrate, it actually grew and flourished and multiplied. Does that make sense? I, I, I'm going to wrap this up here because I just, it's done. But what I'm trying to say here is this, is we need each other. We, we need each other. You need the church. The church needs you. Who is the church? Well, it's you. So you need you, and we need you. We need each other. It's a community. When you look at the scriptures, it, it, it's just so clear, so evident, so crystal clear. And, and in my mind, uh, there's just no confusion about it. The, the world will tell you that independence is strength. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you that your strength is in Christ. Your strength is in Christ. Um, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Now we look to that and we, we think, wow, if I, Christ, hello, oh, sorry, I'm playing with the mic as I'm sitting here. Christ said, well, Christ didn't say that all things meant you could run 100 metres in under 10 seconds. It didn't mean that you could bench 200 kgs because that's, you know, get that dream out of your head. That's not going to happen, you know, <laughs> for the majority of us. But it, what it actually meant in context was I know what it is to have plenty. I know what it is to be in want. Um, I know, let me just try and find this passage, but... Here it is. 
I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So the strength that Christ is giving you is not one of physical strength, but one of endurance. Strength to endure, strength to last the distance, strength to stay on task for what he's calling you to do. Does this make sense? I better close. I, mean, I don't know where we ended up today. Hopefully this was enough for you guys, but come back next week. I'll have to carry it on. But here's what I want to finish off by saying. Church has been given a bad rap for a number of years. We call it um, a corporation. Um, and people get upset, you know, because oh, church, is not a, church is not an institution. Church is not a structure. Church is not a building, you know. And, and, um, but let me tell you, that word corporation comes from the same root word as the word corpse. And it actually means body. So when we say church is a corporation or an, or an institution or whatever, we're just saying it's a body. It's the body of Christ. Does that make sense? So if you're still stuck on that issue, just, you know, build a bridge, get over it, you know, and move on. Because the reality is, no, it's the body of Christ with its many parts. And we actually need each other. And I believe that these are the days that we're living in where we've got to be so intentional with our lives. We've got to be so intentional. Make every moment count. Make every decision matter. There is a world just outside of these doors that needs to know the love of Christ. They need to experience the kingdom culture. And you are the conduit of that. Through connection with you, they get to experience love of the Father. Through the experience, experiences with you, they get to understand what real grace looks like. That you don't judge, that you don't condemn, that you don't convict. You take people as they are. Does anybody hearing this? That through you, they will experience the generosity and, and grace of the Father. Why? Because you are generous in all things. So come on, church, let's just stand as we bring this meeting to a close. Come on, just close your eyes. Heavenly Father, we just honour you this morning. Lord, we just recognize that in these last days, you are doing a new thing. A new thing that is preparing your church for your return. That you will come again. That was your promise, your parting promise to us, that you will return. And I, I just pray, Lord, in the meantime, that we as the church would recognize that we need you and that we need each other. That this is the vision of Elon, to connect with you in a deeper way and to connect with others in a deeper way. That we need relationships. We need people on our left and on our right. 
like Moses who stood with his arms raised and held up by Aaron and her. Lord, we need people to prop us up in our times of weakness. But we know that that's, that requires an investment on our part, that we've got to do life and not just put hands out, but come with hands ready to get to work. So we thank you, Lord, for this gathering this morning. Thank you, Father, for your presence in this place. As we go from this place, we go carrying your kingdom, your kingdom within us, in the wonderful name of Jesus. This has been another great message from Elam Church, Christchurch City. For more content and updates, come see us on our Facebook page or jump over to our website. Thanks so much for listening.